Hello there, and welcome back to Blake's Takes. Obviously, I did that accent because it's Obi-Wan Kenobi time. Indeed. So, as with me, my co-host Garrett, as always. Hi, guys. And yes, we are going to be doing a halfway mark review on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Episode 3 just dropped uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it has been quite the show so far. Definitely satisfied with oh. what I've seen so far. Oh, easily. Like, more than satisfied. Yes. A few things I could get nitpicky about, but right. we'll get to that when yeah, we get, we'll to, get to that. We'll get to but that. But overall, so far, what I've seen, I'm extremely happy yes. with this series. Absolutely. And yes, uh, very happy to see Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan. Maybe the best Star Wars casting there's been, honestly. I could definitely agree it, with that. He absolutely nails the role. He does. Again, this is another uh this is another actor who does who did his research before mm-hmm. you know playing the role and um both him and Hayden Christensen did hours of uh like sword yeah, yeah cor- choreography and you know killed it with that. Yep. Um, and they both watched uh, some Clone Wars before. Yes, heading into the Kenobi series, and he even tried to get his accent like as close as possible yeah. to the previous Obi Wan. So you know he definitely dedicated to the role yeah. and plays it very well. And yeah, it's definitely paid off. I mean, Obi Wan. They announced that it was the most watched uh, Disney Plus series so far. Wow, even more than Mandalorian. Yeah, man. Yeah, I guess when you bring a household name like that back, yeah. you know, really uh really brings everybody back to back to the screen to yeah. watch it. So, so we're going to do kind of a rundown of each episode, go over the characters, go over the story, you know, what we like, what we don't like, you know, go from there. Uh so let's start with episode 1. And it starts off with, you know, a recap of what happened in the prequels. Mm-hmm. We get to see uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship. I liked that recap I did. a lot. Whoever I did. did that edit, they did a great yeah. job because I thought it was really good. You know, even though I had just watched the prequels leading up to this, it yeah. was still nice to get that recap. It, for sure. It just like kind of shows you where uh, Obi-Wan's mindset was at. Uh-huh. Yep. And opening scene, we see uh, Order 66 in the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. We get a different perspective of what was going on during Order 66. Yeah. And we see a, a bunch of young Padawans. There is a young girl that I think is Reva in that Order 66 scene. Okay, I've also seen theories that all those Padawans died. Yeah? <laughs> Have you seen that? No, no, I haven't seen that theory. So in um in Revenge of the Sith, we do see uh, a group of like dead Padawans next yeah. to this next to this certain statue. Yeah. And you can see that exact statue next to these really? five padawans that we see running away and so there's a theory that they all die wow i mean i know they weren't doing like the inquisitors yet but you know they they like to take a uh, four sensitive kids and turn them to the dark side yeah like i don't think that was in the cards at the moment no i don't think it, it was either. it was uh it was kill anyone you see yeah but who knows i think it's reva possible and it might lead to why she has this vendetta for obi-wan it's possible it's possible i mean we we, don't know yet yeah i mean she had to be she had to be in the temple to at least even know who he was Uh, exactly so after that scene happens we now see obi-wan 
And boy, it, it looks like the war has taken a toll on him. Absolutely. Honestly, not only the war, but, you know, just like the ten, 10 years of living in yeah. exile off the radar. Just an and, average everyday worker on Tatooine. Yeah. And oh, my God. Well, that's why it looks run down. He's living on freaking Tatooine, yeah. man. That place <laughs> sucks ass. Yeah. Everyone's run down on Tatooine. Absolutely. So, you know, 10 years, he's just been working your basic uh-huh. gr- grueling jobs. Uh, keeps to himself like anybody would who's on the run. Yep. Um, and you know, just like, we just see this loss of like life out of him, Yeah, you know, absolutely no hope. He's like, and you know, we see that later in the episode. Yeah. Uh, it's been 10 years since, uh, order 66 happened. Yeah. And, um, actually, uh, the first person we see is that other Jedi who is running from the Inquisitors yeah. and they were hot on his tail mm-hmm. and uh, we find out that he was there cause he was looking for Obi-Wan. Yep. And, you know, he was looking for his help. The great Obi-Wan, like, who else yep. could provide better help? But, I mean, you just see how broken he is, and he's, like... Very broken. I mean, even having nightmares and and really just wanting to talk to Qui-Gon, almost, like, pleading. Yeah. And I, I've seen online that a lot of people don't like that Obi-Wan is having, like, this PTSD or nightmares yeah. because he's a Jedi, and Jedis aren't supposed to to have nightmares. But I'm like, bro... You can still move away from the force. Like, he's not really a Jedi at this point. No, he's not. Like, I mean, when you're out of practice like that. And yeah. also, yeah, he's a Jedi, but Jedi are still freaking human. Like, they're yeah. people. Are you yeah. kidding me? How could you not have nightmares after everybody you just knew for Dead. your entire life yes. was just freaking murdered in front of your eyes? Like, what? No, I feel like it was necessary because that's going to add a lot of depth to Obi-Wan's character. And, you know, you got to. He's got to have PTSD. And his brother in arms, Anakin, yeah. you know, turned on him. Uh-huh. And in his eyes, he his brother was dead. Yep. Yep. I mean, how do you not have, you know, after such a heavy betrayal, like, yep. how do you not have PTSD after that? I know, right? So he does, you know, his work every day, takes a little uh, piece of food for, for his animal. I kept thinking he was going to get in trouble for that. I know, which is the same animal that he actually rode in on in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, shit. Very consistency, bro. Yeah, bro. I, I'm sure they were paying attention a yeah. lot to that. So, you know, he's always checking in on Luke um, from a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking to Owen, yeah. his uncle. So I was going to say we uh, later in the episode, we get to see um, interaction between Owen and Obi-Wan. And I know Owen gets a lot of shit. Yeah. But... Right now, Uncle Owen's kind of a badass. Yeah, no, I uh, I respected him. Yeah. Like, he's got a freaking lightsaber to his face, and yes. he was stone cold, man. Stone cold. He, he's he got no respect for Jedis. Uh-uh. He doesn't want any piece of them. Exactly. All they are is trouble. So, like you said, he has a lightsaber to his face, and that's when we run into the Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about the Inquisitors for a second. Yeah. So, we have the Grand Inquisitor, then we have the Fifth Brother... And we have Reva as third sister. Yeah. What's your opinion on the Inquisitor so far? Honestly, like as a group, I think they're actually pretty good. Okay. Um, you know, I have to agree with some people. Reva was not my favorite character initially. Right. I think she got a little bit better in episode three. Yes, yes, for sure. But off the top, she just kind of came across as this whiny, arrogant. <laughs> 
person who just like was you know obsessed with finding obi-wan and we just didn't really know why like it's like what's your motivation behind getting to him but this is still the the beginning you know i'm not ruling her out at all you know so we'll we'll probably see her character develop as the show goes on a little bit more yeah um grand inquisitor who got a lot of shit uh for his character design I agreed with that character design. Like, I agree with the criticisms of his character design at first. But, you know, as I saw him in the show, um, his acting, like, kind of overtook that. Because I I had no problem with the Grand Inquisitor. Okay. I, I thought he was good. Interesting. All right. <laughs> Why? What, what do you think about okay, him? Okay, so, so far, honestly, the Grand Inquisitor has kind of annoyed me more than Reva. Really? Uh-huh. He's just not menacing enough to me i don't know i one i don't like the design i know people were giving him shit earlier you said you got used to the design but here's the thing where's the consistency gonna be if we saw you know his species what they look like in revenge of the sith yeah and what they look like in uh rebels yeah and what they look like now in the upcoming star wars game um what's it called what's it gonna be called are you talking about the sequel to jedi fallen order yes I don't know the sequel. I think it's called Jedi Survivor, actually. Okay. Yeah. So the sequel to that, we see the Grand Inquisitor in the trailer. Looks just like they did in Rebels and Revenge of the Sith. And it's, you know, it is canon. And that is supposed to take place around the same time as Kenobi. Look, I'm not saying I'm happy. So where's the consistency with that? Look, I'm not saying I'm happy about his character design, but I guess it just bothered me less. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't so focused on it. I was just trying to focus on the, because the actor has no control over that. Right. So I was just trying to focus on his acting and see what kind of performance he gave. And so far what I've seen, I've liked. Okay. I thought it was fine. I Um, liked how he's done. I don't think Riva is as annoying as people are saying. I know, you know, it's part of her character. Like she's supposed to be annoying. Like she has something to prove. And I, you know, there was only two episodes at the time. Third one, her character did get better, but I'm like, it is so early for, for her character to get this much shit. Yeah. I mean, especially in real life with Moses Ingram, uh, getting a lot of racist ass messages online. Dude, I swear, why do people have to make shit fucking racist? I, like, how is that even a factor? It's a Star it's, Wars fan base too. It can get toxic, dude. Star Wars fans can get toxic. And I just don't understand. I, 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 don't, I don't understand, understand it. it. Like, literally, no. It's almost like nothing for certain fans. Nothing will ever be good enough, right? And nothing. I mean, especially in the Star Wars universe. With how many species there are. Yeah. Like, her like, being black wasn't, was never a thought of her character. No. You know? Like, it, cause it's not a character trait. It's a yeah. skin color. Yeah. Like, what the, what the fuck? I, I don't know. That was just, and you know, Disney even had to put out a message on social media saying that they backed her. Ewan McGregor gave out a message saying that he backed her. I mean, and I kind of wish Disney had this same energy when it came to Daisy Ridley and uh, the girl who played Rose and the uh, sequels. Yeah. They both got bullied off social media as well. But was it racist stuff? It was sexist stuff. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. a lot of hateful. I mean, yeah. And her, uh, the other character being Asian. Yeah. 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 They got a lot of shit, and I'm sure Disney learned from that, you know, stating now of why they would want to put out a message backing yeah. up Moses Ingram, but... Like, help people to fuck off, like, yeah. this is our casting choice, and we're sticking with it. Yeah, uh, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I don't get why people have to have such a strong reaction. I mean, yeah, like I said, I wasn't Reva's biggest fan, but, you know, I'm not going online and calling her all kinds of racist shit. Yeah. Like, what? But, so, I actually don't mind Reva's character and a fifth brother his voice is cool fifth brother's voice was really cool they gave it like this uh 
it was almost like static. I don't know. It was like it almost was, it was like, like it was almost, like really deep. Almost there, like Batman and Batman versus Superman's. Yeah, ben like Batman like you voice can modulator. He, yeah, you can like hear his real voice, but then also there's uh-huh. like this deep medicine yes, voice behind yes. it, and it sounds really cool. It does. So kind of get it back on track with the plot of the uh, episode. Grand Inquisitors are on Tatooine. Uh, looking for scavengers or you know force sensitive people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Reva is really stuck on looking for Obi Wan, and the yeah. Grand Inquisitor is telling her to back off. Like that hunt is dead. Yeah, but but Reva, she's like absolutely convinced that he's on Tatooine. Oh yeah, and she really wants to bring him in to kind of get on Vader's side. Yeah, no, that's like her whole thing. Is she? We eventually find out in Episode Three that that is her. Yeah, her goal, goal is uh-huh. to become the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Which is why she's so hellbent on finding Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi because she knows that that's a very high value target to Vader and Vader has the power to, you mm-hmm. know, put her in that position. Yeah. And then switching up from Tatooine, we go to Alderaan, which mm-hmm. this was part of the plot of the series that I was not expecting to get. Yeah, no, I didn't expect to see Leia no. at all. So we see a young Princess Leia on Alderaan. We see Senator Organa mm-hmm. played by the same actor. Yup. And... I am really loving like Leia's storyline. It's good. It like is good. I mean, and honestly, her character is very fitting. Like you know, this young rebellious uh-huh. little little girl who, who does a very good job at playing her. Yeah, she does. And God, there's another actor that's been getting hate, and I don't understand it. She's yeah, a child. A kid. <laughs> yeah, she's a child actor, and I think she's doing absolutely uh-huh. amazing with this role. We get to see a lot of her snappy personality. Snappy personality. You know, rebellious t- personality. Yeah, doesn't take shit from anybody. Like, even we saw her cousin trying to yep. bully her. And, like, oh, my gosh, she just has this She just has this act for just breaking down people's character. I think that's part of her being Force-sensitive. That is possible, yeah. actually. She doesn't talk like just a 10-year-old. No, like, she I mean, doesn't. She, you know, the like I said, the cousin tries bullying her, and she just, like, totally rips apart his his entire existence yeah. and is like, you're just saying exactly what your dad says. You have no idea what you're talking about. That like, was funny as hell. Oh, my God. That, that part was hilarious <laughs> to me. So she ends up getting uh, kidnapped, which I know that chase scene. Bro. Yeah, let's just talk about Disney chase scenes in general. Disney chase, yeah, they're terrible. They are pretty. They're very slow moving. They're so slow. Yeah, and like they're unrealistic. Like, bro, one, why did there even need to be a chase scene? Is my question. Like, it seemed to me like they were just trying to run off the clock with this one. Cause yeah, I mean, I get she's supposed to know the woods and everything and stuff like that. Yeah. That was the whole point is she's but, lived here for a while. She was supposed to, but still come on. She was already ambushed. She was already surrounded. You could have done a quick cut with that. Yeah. Like literally in their full grown adult, yeah. just snag gone. Like yeah. that's, that's it. That's as quick as a kidnapping should have been for a 10 year old girl. Yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't have had a whole chase scene. So she gets kidnapped. Um, and Senator Organa uh, relays a message to Obi-Wan. And he hasn't, it seems like he hasn't opened uh, this box for a while that he gets the message in. He definitely hasn't talked to Organa in years. Yeah. Like, probably, honestly, probably since Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So Organa is pleading to Obi-Wan to help find Leia because, you know, he's the only person that he can he, trust. He can trust. He's a Jedi. He's capable. But Obi-Wan turns it down. Yeah, because he doesn't think he's capable. No. He's, like, been out of practice so long. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm not a Jedi anymore. No. I don't, I'm not a combatant. Like, I can't, I can't help you. And it gets to the point where Senator Organa is so desperate that he flies a Tatooine 
and begs Obi-Wan to help. Yeah. He's like, all right, I guess I guess I got to do this shit. You know, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, oh, I got to I got to look after the boy, Luke. Ah, Luke's fine. He's just some, you know, hillbilly on farming, seriously, flying no, planes and shit. Nobody, <laughs> nobody even knows who Luke is. No, seems like Leia's a smarter one. And also, yeah, on, now that you bring that up, I'm like, bro, poor freaking Luke, man. Leia, I know, Leia, I know. Leia's living all lavish on Alderaan, yeah. which, you know, consequently made her a higher value target, yeah. which is why she's she she got kidnapped in the first place. But, oh, my God, you could have at least put him in, like, middle class or something. Yep. Like, help this kid out. He's just out here working these freaking fields. Like, <laughs> give the kid a damn break. So eventually, Obi-Wan agrees to go help and find Leia. And we see a great scene of Obi-Wan digging up in the sands of Tatooine to dig up his old lightsaber. And also Anakin's being in there as well. Uh I saw, Uh, and I was like, when he was digging up that box before he even opened it, I was like, Anakin's is going to be in there because he he picked it up. He picked it up at the end of Revenge of the Sith. And I'm like, why wouldn't he keep his lightsaber with his own? Uh Uh-huh. So just showed you, how much Anakin meant to him. Yeah. And also another good continuity thing. Yeah. Cause no, they really did have good continuity. Yeah. Cause I was like, cause like if we just saw his, I would have been like, where's Anakin's? Right. And as we said before, you know, on our top, uh, lightsaber list, Obi-Wan was number one for, for you. Me. Yeah. For me. <laughs> love that skinny neck kill. It's I, I do love the skinny neck lightsabers are very yeah, cool. They are. Um, so it ends with Obi-Wan heading to, uh, you know, Dayu. Dayu whatever the plan is called all these plans have weird names mm-hmm. and we, but we see him as he's entering the uh the ship he has his lightsaber attached to his hip mm-hmm. like okay obi-wan's back let's get it yep and open up episode two yep so moving forward with episode two which mainly takes place actually it all takes place on the planet dayu uh, a crime-ridden planet, if you will. And yeah, Dayu, I'm pretty sure it's on the Outer Rim, so, you know, the Empire doesn't really have jurisdiction out there. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, very it's going to be a very crime-ridden planet. It is. Um, and it seems like a planet that where a lot of spice moves through as well. Yes, which, spice being intergalactic drugs. Yeah, <laughs> the drugs of Star Wars. Yeah. Because we did recently see spice uh, moving through Tatooine and Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And that's what that whole big ordeal was about in there. We also see a lot of spice trade in uh, the Clone Wars episodes. Uh-huh. So that's another big thing there. Yep. Honestly, most crime in Star Wars like goes back to the spice trade. Yeah. But a real quick thing I want to talk about, before he starts looking for Leia, he's walking the streets, and we see a clone trooper. Yes. A veteran clone trooper. Yes, we do. Uh-huh. I'm wondering who it is. You know, it could be anyone, really. Uh, but he did what it seemed to be like uh, Anakin squad armor on. Yeah. Five. The fi- the 501st. Yeah, 501st. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that was a really cool uh, cameo right there. That- I wonder if they're going to dive more into that later. Uh, I doubt it. Doubt it, I but. Feel like, I feel like that was just a little nod to, like, another... Another thing in there is to show you we're in Star Wars and, you know, it shows you the aftermath of uh, Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah. Damn. It must have hit him hard because that's 10 years later. He's still begging for money. For real. Poor guy. Um, (laughs) I feel like I think it was like a common thing for like people not wanting to hire clones. Yeah. For like any other for like any other job. So like Mm -hmm. once I got kicked out of the army, like they were done. Yeah. So Obi-Wan ends up. Finding Leia from the help of Kamal Nanjani. I, I I don't know his character's name. I just, you know, 
He's the same in everything. He's hilarious. No, he was he was great. He pretends to be a Jedi. I knew it too. I was like, oh. this guy's not a fucking yeah, Jedi. Yeah, no, the, no. The second he like waved his arm and all the shit went down, I was yeah. like, that was too automatic. Yeah, no, and he just wouldn't be putting it out there so much if he was actually a Jedi. Oh, I know. No, he was definitely. You could clearly tell he was using the Jedi name. Yeah. To get business. Uh huh. And it's all during this time too, as well, that we find out that. This whole scheme of the kidnap was cooked up by Reva. Yeah, all all in an effort to lure out Obi-Wan. She was right, too. It worked. It worked. And people are questioning, how would Reva know that kidnapping Leia would smoke out Obi-Wan? Well, she knew him and Organa. Like, that was, like, pretty common knowledge that right. him and Organa were actually pretty tight yeah. friends. So... I mean, and, and couldn't they still get information from the Jedi Temple about that yeah. kind of stuff? No, there's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they still had the, actually, I don't know if they destroyed the archives or not. But either way, it it's it wouldn't have been that hard to find out. Right. So, right. you know, Obi-Wan and Organa are friends. Obi-Wan survived Order 66. Kidnap Organa's daughter and lure out Obi-Wan. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not that hard of a plan to put together. Yeah. So Obi-Wan finds Leia and... You know, she's running through the streets. <laughs> this episode, Leia was definitely pretty annoying with she, not yeah. trusting Obi-Wan. Okay. Causing but a lot of shit. What would what would you do? I don't know. Exactly. I mean, like, every come on, that's what every parent teaches their kids. Stranger danger. I mean, come <laughs> on, like that's that's child that's parenting one oh one. Yeah. So I mean it's understandable why she wouldn't want to trust Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And especially because uh she uh, she kept like prying about like him being a Jedi. Yeah. Um, and then he was. She was like, "What's your name, Ben?" She's like, "That's not a Jedi name, yeah. you liar." <laughs> but we get a great scene out of it because they're they're going through the rooftops, and Leia falls off the roof. Yeah. Uh oh. There's only one option for Obi Wan to do. You got to use the Force, man. Use the Force, baby. But he's he, a little rusty. A little bit. Hasn't used it in probably a solid ten years. Probably. And uh, it seemed like, honestly, it seemed like he was pretty cut off from the Force, yeah. almost like Luke was in the sequels. Yeah. Um, Because it he didn't stop her immediately. No. It, he, it took him a minute. It did. And he couldn't even, and if he wanted to, he couldn't even, like, bring her back up to him. Mm-mm. He, like, he probably just got lucky that he was able to yeah. stop her from hitting yeah. the ground. But I like that we're seeing that part of Obi-Wan's character now. So in the end, to escape this planet, they need to end up at, you know, this cargo transportation and hop because, on a cargo ship. Yeah, because they shut down all other kinds of transportation yeah. because uh, they were on the hunt for Obi-Wan yep. and uh, Reva put put his face like everywhere. Yes. So like every bounty hunter that was on this planet was looking for Obi-Wan. The Inquisitors were not too happy about that. No, they were not. So Reva was going to be in trouble. Yeah. So Reva ends up chasing them up to the um, cargo area. And they're getting the ship ready, and Obi-Wan's like, hey, Leia, get on this. If I'm not back, you go. Yeah. So this is when we get some great information revealed. Uh, Obi-Wan, he's got his lightsaber ready to go. Uh Uh-huh. Reva's got hers out, and she is just sitting there talking about Anakin Skywalker. Mm Mm-hmm. And at this point, Obi-Wan doesn't know he survived. Nope. No siree. 
She's like, Lord Vader has been looking for you for a very long time. He heard the name Lord. He heard Lord Vader, and he, she could. He could just feel it. Oh, he dude, could just feel it was he, Anakin. Dude, his heart was just like yeah. pulsing intensely. He was like, like, Oh, you didn't know. He's Anakin alive. Skywalker is alive, bro. He was. That was a good scene. Yeah, it was. Which was interrupted by the Grand Inquisitor. This is where he pissed me off too. Yeah, okay, but I mean, it's understandable though because he doesn't want Reva to get no, Obi Wan because if she does, then sh- that's proving like he doesn't want her to prove herself. Yeah, he like doesn't. he's literally he wants it to uh-huh. not happen because uh, that might risk his job, yeah. whatever. So, so you bec- know. I mean, because of the interruption, uh, Obi Wan is able to escape. Reva ends up stabbing the Grand Inquisitor, like right in the stomach, <laughs> right in the stomach, which is going to be interesting too. Isn't there only one Grand Inquisitor? Yeah. And I did see this one theory like, okay, well, maybe this happens for a reason. Grand Inquisitor is down for a while. He's got, he needs to heal and a back to tank or whatever. Yeah. And maybe this gives a chance for Darth Vader to step in and start leading some hunts as well. Absolutely. And um, also uh, I saw something about his species having like two stomachs. Really? Yeah. Which like would make it more survivable getting stabbed in the stomach like that. So, um, there's one little like, you know, yeah. factoid about his species that might help him survive that and explain it a little bit better. Yeah. But also he has to survive because yeah, he has to. Because I Rebel mean, Rebels is canon. Yeah. And so is you there can't, not is you there, can't break that continuity. No, I mean, is there not more than one Grand Inquisitor? Uh-uh. Is there not one more species? Not one that, that looks like that. Nope. No. All right then. Then yeah, he's got to survive. Mm-hmm. No other choice. But then we cannot forget the final shots of that episode. Very powerful for the series. It's a close-up on Obi-Wan's face as he whispers to himself, Anakin. And then we see Darth Vader. And we see Darth Vader. In his back to tank. Yep. No helmet yet. Yeah, no helmet. No helmet. Anakin's eyes. Anakin's eyes. His yellow eyes. Oh, my God. And so with the way episode two ended, I really wasn't sure how much we were still going to get of Darth Vader. I know they showed him. Yeah. But really, how much were we going to get of him this series? I thought he was going to be like the big finale at the end. I, that's what I thought, too. I thought they were going to mainly have him stick, you know, at the end of the episodes. Because mm-hmm. opening up episode three. Oh, this is great. We are on Mustafar and we see Vader's fortress. Yup. Oh, it looked badass. And we see a dope ass suit up. We of do. Darth Vader. This like, was a, all parts yes, included. All parts. This was a very intuitive suit up for Darth Vader that mm-hmm. we hadn't seen before. Uh-uh. You know, we saw him being born in Revenge of the Sith with his legs and arms and mm-hmm. then just the helmet coming down. But this was everything, bro. Yeah. This is like his daily routine. Of yes. Putting on his suit. Yes. And it's here that we see Vader talking to Reva, you know, her telling him that we have found Obi-Wan. He got away. He got away. Um, He stabbed the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. So putting that on Obi-Wan so she's not in trouble. Yep. But then he says, never mind the Grand Inquisitor. Now his focus is like all on Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Yeah. And to leave her, leave him for me. Yeah. So after the Vader scene, uh, Obi-Wan and Leia are now on a new planet, Mapuzo. Mm-hmm. Seems like a very just open farming planet yeah that's oil rigging something yeah, like that yeah it was resource planet like yeah, it's yeah. not not much going on there no no and they're supposed to meet another pilot that is supposed to take them back to alderaan yep someone someone to get them out of there so they've been walking for a while yeah uh they get to the uh meetup point and there ended up being nobody there yep so you know obviously obi-wan being the paranoid person that he is right now starts freaking out like yeah. oh god we're on we're we're on our own i knew we couldn't trust that guy da 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 
But then Leia's just like, all right, well, let's just keep moving. And so, and she sees a a speeder coming along and she yeah. waves the guy down to try and get a ride. And, um. Oh, you know what was also really good on that walk that they were having? What? That vision that Obi had of Anakin. We saw a lot. Yeah, we saw a lot of, um, you know, that fear, like playing yeah. tricks on Obi-Wan's uh-huh. mind. We just, because, uh, uh, yeah, he, he imagined that he saw Anakin. Because he, he just learns that he survived. Yeah. And so, so he, he imagined, doesn't know what he looks like right now. No, but, so all he remembers him as is Anakin. Yeah. And he saw him uh, standing in the field. Again, I like seeing that trauma that Obi-Wan has. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's definitely good. Yeah. But yeah, so they get picked up and we really see how smart Leia is in the scene as well. And while they're on the speeder along the way, this guy that picked them up also picks up some stormtroopers. Uh-huh. So uh, that's not good. Nah. So, you know, they had to... Uh, fake their story and you know talk themselves out of it we actually got some good emotion out of obi-wan though who was speaking some truth in the lies that he was telling to the Mm -hmm. stormtroopers and after the stormtroopers leave like leia comments on that and she was like you knew my mother didn't you and she thought that obi-wan might be your father yeah no she was like are you my real father he's like i wish i was yeah because he knows who is yeah he wishes that that probably wasn't her father (laughs) Because who would want to learn that their father's a cold-blooded killer? God. Anakin just has... Just makes such for a great story. He does. Even with other characters. Like, he leads a a path for great stories with other characters. Yeah. I mean, when you have a villain like that, it's... And anything he touches, like, becomes, Uh you know, it becomes a good story. It does. So, they eventually run into this, you know, small-town village... Uh, where they are saved first by who they're supposed to meet up with. Yeah. Who's disguising as, you know, one, an Imperial officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's the one who is going to help them escape, has them in this uh, storage unit or whatever, just waiting there because no one comes in there. Yeah. And Nightfall comes. And so do the Inquisitors. But it's not the Grand Inquisitor with them this time, obviously, as he got stabbed. Yeah. But Lord Vader. The man himself. The man himself. Absolute menace to society. Dude, oh my god. And, you know, and, and Obi-Wan Obi- sensed it. He sensed it, yes. Yeah, before he even before yes. he even saw him with his eyes. He almost, like, passed out. Yeah. He, he sensed he it. He knew he was there. He did. And, oh my gosh, I'm sure so, he just had absolute tons of fear running through his body. Oh my god. And, you know, we talked about this earlier. We were, you know, worried that hopefully we were going to get the absolute menace that Darth Vader was in Rogue One. Yeah. We get him here. Yeah, no, he uh, de- definitely lived up to what we saw in Rogue One. Like, just seeing him as this powerhouse. So, you know, he tries to bait out Obi-Wan with just hurting innocent people with the Force. Yeah, freaking he, snaps bro, a kid's neck. A kid's neck. I was not expecting Like, dude, that. there was absolutely no warning no, either. Like, he no. was choking the dad out. Yeah. The kid came out to protect his He's dad. Like, just... <laughs> Snap, bro. Done. Oh my god. And then he's just like dragging this poor woman along uh-huh. with him as he's walking, just oh like torturing god. torturing like anybody in sight because he knows Obi-Wan can't stand to see him doing that. Yes. And Obi-Wan didn't show up. No, he he's had no, scared he, shitless, probably. He was scared shitless and he had no choice but to run cuz his goal is to get Leia to safety. Yep. Frightening scene. Yeah. Frightening but amazing. Uh, you know, and Obi-Wan knows that if they're all together, Leia's not going to be safe. No. So, so he tells, you know, Leia, go with her, get her to safety, get her out of here. And Obi-Wan will try to distract them long enough so that they can escape. Mm-hmm. And so now here comes a showdown that we have been waiting for ever since 
2005. Insane. So Obi-Wan is running off into like the oil fields. Yeah. You know, it's got, you know, little hill dunes and whatnot. Yeah. We just see Vader and his lightsaber extend out. Yeah. Yeah, and can I say the lightsabers looked absolutely amazing. They did look amazing, and especially you know the lighting on Obi Wan's face when his popped out yes. as well. Very vibrant color. Very vibrant. And but the first time Obi Wan he doesn't uh, pull out his lightsaber. Mm-mm. He doesn't. He he keeps running. Yeah, he keeps no, running. Okay. Honestly, he wants to leave that as like a last resort because he does yes. not want to fight Vader. He does not. But he, he knows he's gonna lose that battle. Yeah. He keeps hearing Vader's voice though. He ends up you know. Extending his lightsaber out just out of fear. Yeah. And uh, in comes Vader just ready to fuck him up, bro. I know. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of good dialogue from Vader as well. We Yeah, we did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when he, pulls, when he pulls out his lightsaber yep. for the first time, he was like, what have you become? And he's uh-huh. like, I am what you made me. Oh, yeah. My God. My God. Because Obi-Wan hasn't seen him yet. So he's like, what is this monster? Seriously. It was great. Um, and we just see how much weaker Obi-Wan has become over the years. We see how powerful Vader yeah. has become over the years. Has absolute like, honestly, has absolutely no chance in this no. fight. No, and I know Vader's fighting style is usually with, with one arm. Yeah. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, we just see how powerful he is with just one arm. Seriously, he was putting Obi-Wan to the ground to with the just ground. one arm, and he's just doing everything he can to not get struck by yeah. his lightsaber. Uh-huh. And then, here comes the best part. So there's some distance between Obi-Wan and Vader. Vader forces out what seems to be not, just like yeah, some Yeah, he knocks coals. down some flammable whatever. Yeah, flammable something. Lights it on fire with his lightsaber. Forces up Obi-Wan, which you were saying earlier how Jedi, yeah. they practice to, to not have that. Jedi train not to be forced, uh, like forced into the air like that, yeah. which is why you don't see it very often. Yeah. Most of the times when they do get forced, when they get forced pushed and stuff like that, it's while they're distracted yeah. or something else is going on or they're in, you know, whatever. But um, like there was no distraction at all. Like no. he just straight up lifted up Obi-Wan because yes. he couldn't will himself to not be forced. Uh, held uh-huh. in the air by Vader. Yes. Vader, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but ends up saying, like, now your suffering will begin. Yeah. And Vader force drags his ass through the fire. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because he wanted him to feel that yeah. same pain talk that about he some, felt on Mustafar. Talk about some poetic justice oh right there. Oh, my God. You damn right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so badass. You know, thank God his beautiful, luscious hair didn't get burnt. Yeah, I, I that was my one. Yeah. Like, that was my <laughs> one beef with that scene. I was like, bro, his hair be gone. But it, it would be gone. But whatever. Still a powerful scene, nonetheless. <laughs> I feel like Obi-Wan's hair is just as much of a part of him as his personality. It is. It's so beautiful. It is. <laughs> It's quite amazing. Yeah. The girl that uh, was helping Leia. Yeah. She left Leia to come help Obi-Wan because she knew that Vader like, was going to just destroy oh, yeah. his ass. Yeah. And had no chance. Yeah. So she came back. Created um, distraction. Yeah. Created distraction. Shot a stormtrooper. Shot something and exploded it. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the while um, that uh, loader droid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Was pulling Obi-Wan away. Yeah. And uh, they managed to get away. But since she left Leia alone while all this was going on. Yes. Reva was snooping around in that hideout. Yep. And eventually beat Leia to the other side of the... the, Beat her to the other end of the tunnel. Yep. And... And killed who was going to take her out of there. Killed the pilot that was going to pick her up. Yep. And now Leia is captured. Yep. And I know a lot of people, even me, I was like... 
you know, if Vader really wanted to, why didn't he just force, you know, that robot or Obi-Wan through the fire? It wasn't yeah. that far. But here's Dude. the thing. I realized, you know, Vader doesn't want to kill him yet. No, he easily he easily could have done that. Easily. You're right. But his whole thing here, bro, he's toying with him. He is. Exactly. That's literally what he's doing. Yes. Like, and honestly, even to give him like the sliver of hope. Yeah. Like he wa- I feel like he wants to give him this sliver of hope that he could escape. Yeah. Just so he can crush it again. Like, yeah. No, Vader wants Obi-Wan to just feel the pain that he felt like he wants this suffer to be prolonged. He wants to make this like a hunt. Like he he wants to make, he wants to make it entertaining. It's fun for him. Yeah. And it almost reminds me of like a Batman and Joker relationship. Like as much as the Joker may try to kill Batman, he does not want to kill Batman because this is just too much fun for him. And it gives him that drive. I feel like with Vader having Obi-Wan gives him more of a hateful drive to hunt. Yeah, um, I mean, look at how, I mean, you could even look at how much, uh, how much Darth Maul, like his, dude, his drive in Clone Wars, like literally Kenobi was like his one focus Mm -hmm. that like almost never changed. Yep. And honestly, it was his hate for Kenobi that helped him survive. Yeah. Like he was literally using the force to survive that entire time. And um, so that just shows you how powerful hate can be uh-huh. as an emotion, especially when you're a dark side user. Yeah. Obviously, he does end up killing him. But at that point, Kenobi's old. Yeah. You know, uh, at that point, it was time. And even at that point in A New Hope, Kenobi was ready to go as well because strike him down. And he was going to become more powerful than he'd ever imagined. Yeah. Moving forward. I mean, there's still a lot that can happen. I'm really excited to see another showdown between Vader and Kenobi. Absolutely. We're, we're, we got to have one more. We There's going to be more. one more. And hopefully, maybe we'll see Obi-Wan reconnect with the Force a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe tap into some of his old skills yeah. that he had. Um, but, you know, obviously, it's not going to be a final battle because clearly they both live to exactly. see yeah. New yeah, Hope. Exactly. So. I mean, it may be a final battle for Reva. Yeah. Because, I, you know, if Reva fails Lord Vader... She will have consequences because we do know the consequences if uh, another sister fails her, as we see in Jedi yeah. Fallen Order. Yeah. Second no, sister, Trilla. I, I feel like uh, I feel like Reva is probably going to get killed by Darth Vader. Probably. By the end of this. Like, because Obi-Wan doesn't want to kill her. No. It's either. My theory is either Reva turns and doesn't end up hunt, wanting to hunt Obi-Wan and yeah. maybe Obi-Wan gets through to her or something. Or she just doesn't get him and Vader yeah. kills her off. Like that's that those are my two theories. Because we see what happens to Trilla. She, yeah. She gets striked down very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like Trilla's character actually in um you Fallen Order. Failed me Inquisitor. Yeah. And she knew she was done. Oh yeah. <laughs> right then and there. Oh yeah. But uh great first three episodes. Oh, amazing. Obviously you can nitpick, but you know, you overall. Can. Speaking of nitpicking, so on Round Tomatoes, it has an 86% right now. Which is fine. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. But the audience score, ready for the audience score? Hmm. 56. 56. I do not get that. What? Yes. Bro. I don't get it. What the fuck do you guys want? No, it's crazy. I've really enjoyed this story so far. I was not expecting to get like all this, you know, Leia background story as well. And I've been really enjoying that. You know, so far, it's a great story. Deborah Chow has done a great job with directing the episodes. I don't fucking get it. I don't I get mean, it, bro. I feel like that score, the Go- you're talking about the Google score, right? Or like our, no, it was a Rotten Tomatoes aud- like audience score. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I guess between people who 
have watched it and don't know Star Wars very well, so they're gonna rank it lower. And, and then you have or, just and then you also hard. then you have your diehard Star Wars fans who aren't gonna be satisfied with anything. Yeah, I mean, but bro, come on, it's a good show. Like, it is, and I know you can't satisfy everyone, but even so, like fifty six percent, really? Yeah. That's that's low. That's, that's low. That is low. Like that's not good at all. Now I, bro, 56, I love it so far. Fifty six percent. I'm pretty sure that's like is that's like in the range of pain and gain, bro. Pain oh, and gain is like a fifty percent. The Michael Bay film. Yeah, yeah. At, which I like, but you know, whatever. But I mean, you're telling me this show is on par with Pain and Gain? Yeah. No. Or like some of the worst Marvel movies. Like seriously, oh my god, yeah. What's Thor the Dark World. I don't even know what that one is. Thor the Dark World is like in the 60%. That seriously, you're telling me that Thor the Dark World is better than this show. Yeah. No. How no. about you get your shit together <laughs> and realize what good television is when you see it? Yeah. It, uh, it's really good TV so far. Like seriously, what? I've been thoroughly satisfied. Yeah, like I'm not really disappointed in any No. in any way. Like obviously, like I said, few things between uh character design, uh few scenes that were eh and, you yeah. know, it definitely screamed like Disney to me, Disney, yeah. kind of, but whatever. Yeah. And I've seen people, you know, thinking that it's slow paced moving as well. I mean, this yeah. is pretty fast for a Disney series, honestly. No, yeah. For a Disney series. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, obviously people just want to see a bunch of lightsaber battles. But, you know, when you have a good show, that story is good and that writing is good. You yeah. will be entertained. I've been entertained. Like think of shows, you know, like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah. The pedal will hit the floor and it'll, you know, stay on the floor for a while. But those shows are so good because of the writing and because of the dialogue and monologues with with these characters and the character development and relationships. But yeah, I mean, you can't have like just all combat, especially in no. something like this. He has to be cautious about using a lightsaber at all. Like he doesn't even want to use it. Yeah, so no, what do doesn't. you what do you expect? Lightsaber fights left and right like this is not going to happen. Yeah, I will say, though. Not a fan of this six episode Disney Plus. Oh, okay. I'm not a fan. Okay. Like, come on. Some of the, I mean, I get that they're longer episodes and everything, but I mean, even, bro, Game of Thrones, like Game of Thrones is a perfect example. You had hour long episodes each time and it was 10 episodes yeah. a season. Like, I mean, they took their time and yeah, if you take enough time with each episode, like it's okay, it mm -hmm. works, but six episodes... Yeah. Six episodes is so short. It seems like that's that's what the format is. That's what Obi-Wan was. Moon Knight, Loki, Hawkeye. Yeah. And why do you think people freaking love Mando? You got like 10 episodes a season. You're right. Dude, I'm telling you, the pacing is just not there. Like, it's not. Not that it's not there with Kenobi right now, no, but. It's, it's there with, like, it's good with Kenobi, but it's hard to pace it right. Right. When you have this six episode thing. Yeah. Because, like, know it why. seems like you're trying to take one long movie it, and, you know, just, like, break up the right. movie. It's like, no, you know, each episode has their final conclusion uh -huh. that makes you want the next one. And, you know, I just feel like they haven't really mastered well, that, especially even, with this six-episode format. Even WandaVision, wasn't that supposed to be... It's supposed if, to be six, but six. it turned it into nine. Yeah. And honestly, I liked it as nine. I did, too. I did, too. It left you more more suspense in the uh, in the season. Yeah, the first two episodes, I was confused as hell. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was actually... So, I was so... They split it up perfectly because they... Especially with that one, because they did, like, each decade. Yeah. And each decade, it changed a little bit. So... See, well, and here's the problem, too, with Disney Plus having Marvel and Star Wars is maybe that's why they're filming them in these six episode formats is because they want one of the shows to be done by the time the next one comes out. 
So they got to keep this format owning both Disney and Marvel. And I mean, yeah, it might be hindering the quality a little bit. If you anything, know? I don't get it. Like, why wouldn't you want to stretch out the show as much as you can? So because you they can... have just so much content. Like, I am honestly overwhelmed with how much content we're getting right now. Oh, there's a lot coming out this year. There is a lot. I, I mean, feel like everybody's finally recovering from, like, COVID. So, bro, even just this summer, I mean, we have Obi-Wan, uh, Stranger Things, um, you know, Top Gun. We got The Boys coming out this week, season three. Uh, we have Jurassic World. I mean, we got another Star Wars show coming out in August. Yeah. Um, so, lot it's too much. I mean, I'm probably missing some as well. Oh, my. And Stranger Things, you know, part two coming out in July. Yeah. I mean, we already got the first, like, and it's only, and it's two episodes. Yeah. And each one is like a freaking movie, yeah. to, like over two hours long. It, it's just overwhelming how much content is coming out. So much shit. This is going to be a busy summer. It will be. We're going to have to be in this studio a lot. Yeah. And it's a tight studio. It is a tight studio. It's not I as big as it looks on camera, guys. I can't say I enjoy being in here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we work with what we got. Yeah. But um, um to wrap it up, though. Yeah. Obi-Wan. Very good first half of the series. Absolutely. Looking forward to the next. Don't get why the ratings are so low. I personally like it a lot. Yes. And, um, you know, we'll see how this wraps up. Absolutely. Agree 100%. Very satisfied so far. And looking forward to the second half because we should have one hell of a ride to end this season out. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it here. Thanks for listening to this review. Uh, we're going to do another review on Kenobi once the second half comes out. As always, I'm your host, Blake, and with me, my co-host, Garrett, and we will see you guys next time on Blake's Takes. See you guys. Peace out.